Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey, and today we're talking wide receivers. We're going to do our top 15 receivers today. Last week we did our running backs, but before we did quarterbacks, so if you missed those, make sure you guys go check those out on our podcast feed on apple spotify every basically place you could possibly get a podcast we're there go check us out go check out those episodes we did the last couple weeks go to youtube.com slash fantasy football profit as well subscribe to us there go to instagram.com slash fantasy football profit you can see some ranks there as well so there we go there's the plugs go to those places follow us let's get to some receivers me and Jeff have taken our ranks, combined them to get our average rank of who's a number one through 15. And I'll give you my number one, Jeff's number one. We did not have the same number one at wide receiver. So, but our number one becomes Tyreek Hill. You had him number one, I had him number two. He was my number one at a time. I've switched it. I don't think I feel terribly comfortable with a true number one here. I don't think he's, I, even though you have a number one, I did for a bit. And he, I just don't, I don't feel good about, I'll say, most of my players, I just don't know who's the number one. I feel like if we knew Aaron Rodgers was for sure in Green Bay, I think Devontae Adams probably becomes number one. I would agree with you. Okay. It's just that it's the hesitation right now on what's going on there. Exactly. And you don't even know, even if he comes back, yeah. you wonder if he's going to be disgruntled or what's yeah. going on. So I, I did, I mean, he's still number two, I assume. <laughs> Not for me. Oh, really? Okay. I, I dropped him to three. Oh, okay. So Tyreek Hill is two and Adams was three for me. Oh, okay. Now I'm interested. So right. Tyreek Hill number one. I'll just give yeah. these top three. Yeah. So Tyreek Hill is number one. Stephon Diggs is number two in Adams three. Stephon Diggs, my number one. Number one. I and, went with Stephon okay. Diggs. I've been a Stephon Diggs guy. Yes. You and, know this. And I totally get it. Like, he is, I mean, he's number three on mine. I, putting him above Tyreek Hill and Devontae. I did it. Give me that that pitch. He, I, co- he comes up and you're so, kind of like, oh, I'm going to take Diggs over Devontae. So it, first off, over Devontae, it's honestly just Aaron Rodgers right now okay. probably more. I mean, maybe. So Devontae you, probably are, jumped. Probably probably leaked. Okay. Really so are you telling me no matter what, Diggs would be below Hill? I Diggs is above Hill for me. Yeah, Diggs is yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. I feel safer with Diggs for some reason than Hill. And I mean, Tyreek Hill is ridiculous. But something about it, I love Stephon Diggs. And I think in year two, they're even going to be better with Josh Allen. And man, I just I want I want to Stephon Diggs. I can't believe I could get him last year as my third receiver. Like, yeah, it it's, was it's ridiculous to think. Stephon, I'm, there's not going to be a lot of people that are, probably have number one. I know. You, are you worried about a regression from from the Buffalo QB from Josh Allen? Not really. I'm really not. Honestly, I'm. I think he's he's going to be that good. I mean, I mean, Diggs. Look at Diggs' numbers last year: 127 catches. 1,500 yards, well, eight touchdowns. And the thing that was most impressive when you look at his numbers, it was definitely spread out. It wasn't like a lot of these guys up here. They definitely have huge games that kind of uh, make the numbers look better. He was game in, game out. I mean, there was very few games where you put him in and he wasn't a good a good play. Yep. So that is – I do really appreciate that about him. I do worry a little bit more about Josh Allen. I mean, first of all, Diggs has been doing it for multiple years. This is not coming out of nowhere, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I, I do worry because Josh Allen threw – a buttload of touchdowns. I do think that could go down. Could. Would that affect Diggs? Because he's clearly the guy that you have to cover. Can you? I do not know that. But you think that you would throw everything at him. So I do I do worry about just the NFL making it tougher on him every defense. But once again, he's number three for me. I, you know, I, I can't I argue with you. 
and they will try to go after him. But I think they have some decent receivers around him that'll help out. I mean, it's not it's not like it's amazing, but we got Emmanuel Sanders now, who will still take some attention. Um, Gabriel Davis, I like him. I think he can still he can make defenses honest. We'll see what Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley might be there. He's had these you know stuff going on with him where he doesn't even. I'm not sure if he's going to play or not. But Tyreek. So the reason I guess for Tyreek is. I just still feel like there's too much of the boomer bust with him, even yet. Look at some of these games last year. I mean, he had some huge games, right? Like 13 catches for 269 yards and three touchdowns. Remember that game? That was nuts. The week before, he had 11 for 102 and touchdowns. The week before, he had 9 for 113, two touchdowns. The week before, 4 for 98, two touchdowns. He had some great games there, right? Good stretch. But he had a 3 for 20. He had a 5 for 46. He had a 4 for 64. He had a 6 for 55. He had a 6 for 58. 6 for 53. 4 for 65. So there's a lot of those in there. The difference is he gets touchdowns. He gets more touchdowns than Diggs right now. That probably will still happen. It's just Diggs had, what, almost 40 more catches and something like that. There's the, I think Diggs and the overall just the amount of volume he's going to get. I want that safety and not quite relying on the Tyreek Hill touchdowns. So that's my yeah. that's where I'm at. I don't I don't blame you for for having him up there either way. I mean Hill and Devontae still feel like well, they, Devontae, I, maybe that's a name recognition well, thing. Devontae with Aaron Rodgers is gonna be the safest, best option. Right, right. It's just I can't rank it that way right now yeah. without knowing. No, and no, what's really interesting about this too. I know that we came off a very strange year, but it does feel like a lot of like when Devontae Adams is possibly the oldest, you know, it's like the most well-known name of the top five that we have. Yeah. Um, that's pretty crazy. Like, I, I would say in the top 10, depending on how we have it, we probably have three guys that were like perennial from before. And then the new guard is starting to come up okay, here, well, right? So, and I would, I would consider Diggs kind of like, he's definitely been around. Yep. But he's definitely the one of the new guard, if you will. Well, the, the next one would be the other guy. So DeAndre Hopkins came in four for us. It was okay. four for me and five for you. Yep. So he's the next, obviously, name. And, you, get, you know, really good first year in Arizona, 115 catches, 1,400 yards, only six touchdowns. So I feel like that should go up in a way. He might actually have better numbers. He might actually be better than this. And But I think he's a pretty safe top five option. Very safe. I mean, when you have 1,400 yards, yeah. uh, you know, and you you talk about this. He hasn't gone below a thousand yards since 2016. Yep. Uh, he played a full year, which is weird, and he only had 954. But after that, over 1300 yards, over 1500 yards, over 11, over 14. The touchdowns go up and down, but yeah, he's incredibly uh, incredibly solid. And you do have, depending on how it shakes out, right? You have a few more weapons for. Uh, for Kyler Murray to use. So you do wonder if it helps him get open a little bit, but you, you highly doubt it because he's such a, a well-known commodity. But yeah, he's unbelievable. And so far in um, consensus ranks for uh, Fantasy Pros, it was Tyreek Hill, Adams, Diggs, Hopkins were the top four. Okay. So we're kind of, you know, we similar to the consensus, but mm-hmm. number five for us is Calvin Ridley. My four, your, no, your four, my sixth. Mm-hmm. So with Ridley, I mean, I think he's a solid option. I don't actually. So Ridley's interesting to me because I don't feel like he's like necessary. People are if Ridley fans are going to hate me. I just don't feel like Ridley's necessarily like completely elite. I think he's very, very good and he's in a good spot for him to get a lot of catches, but I don't think he's as talented maybe as I don't think he's as talented as the guys ahead of him, to be honest. And he's probably not as talented to me as, um, DK Metcalf. I was going to say, we're about to yeah. talk about Metcalf. So, but first of all, who who is as talented? No, th- like, he's yeah, a freak. It, it's just not. In the best but, way. He's good. He's really good. I think 
everyone is thinking, oh, Julio's gone. It just automatically equates to more for Ridley. And sometimes that works out, but not always because Julio took a lot of attention away. See, I and this is I, I yeah. thought about this too when I was making my my ranks, and yeah. I was kind of like, I don't know how this is going to shake out for him without Julio. But it's hard Hul- to say. Julio was banged up; he was hurt yeah. a lot last year, right? And Ridley had his best season he ever. But I mean, he, you look Julio at this was too. Still, still there for most games, so he, yes. But at some point, <laughs> you have to know, right? And but yeah, had, I mean, this is the thing. Before that, when he was really coming up, and I know you were a big fan of him like two years ago too. Yeah, when yeah. He kind of bro- but ninety-two targets for. And then, you know, he turns that into 64 catches, 121 yards, 10 touchdowns. That was his rookie year. Next year, 93 targets for 63 receptions, 866 yards, and 7 touchdowns. Last year when Julio was hurt and they could not stop anyone, their defense was awful, and I don't think it's gotten that much better. I do think that they're going to still have to go to him a ton. And kind of like those bulk numbers, will he improve on on him? 100%. Targets 143. He caught 90 of the balls, which he can improve on. He was over 1,300 yards, and he had nine touchdowns. So even though, like, the touchdown, I think that's a big one. It wasn't a ridiculous number. He can definitely repeat that, which is huge for me. And, I mean, if they're going to pepper him with 150 targets, you're going to, you know, I I can't imagine him going less than 1,200 yards. So I feel like he should have a solid solid year. And you also have Pitts at at tight end. Hopefully that will shake things up. I don't know how they're going to fill in for Julio how that's going to turn out. But I do think they're going to force feed him the ball because I don't think they can do anything else. So I still feel very – obviously, you feel good about him too. But I feel very, very good about this guy. And it took me a moment too because I don't think of him in that way. I don't think of him as as elite. But as I was pouring over the numbers, I was kind of changing my mind. I was kind of like maybe it's just a team that I haven't watched enough because they were so terrible last year. Yeah, could be. I don't – I just – yeah, I don't. I don't want everyone to just think automatically his numbers are going to go up just because. But no. if they stay the same, they're good. They're great. They're still. I, I just can't. I think he will get bulk numbers. So even if he isn't as good, yeah. he will still be up True. here. All right, number number six for us was DK Metcalf. My fifth, your sixth. Just a ridiculously if, talented. If they player. did not fall off at the end of last year, yeah. he would he would be higher. Yeah, there was they they didn't have the same offense at the end last year, no. but they're bringing. I mean, it's pretty much the same group. You know, still has Lockett yeah. there with him. Obviously, Russell Wilson, Chris Carson, same group. This guy's ridiculous. And I'm hoping, like, last year's just isn't, like, his peak, and that's just he's still going. 83 catches, 13 yards, 10 touchdowns last year. He can just get behind defenses and score touchdowns, and I'd like to see some more of that and not drop the ball in, like, the one-yard line he did once. <laughs> but, you know, DK Metcalf, I don't think there's really much. He's just much more to talk about. He's amazing. Yeah. Number seven, Justin Jefferson. Seven for both of us. Yeah, Jeff, you called this one last year. You were the big Jeff, Justin Jefferson guy, and it worked out. Actually, it didn't work out in one of our leagues because everyone knew that about you. Yeah, that was and so painful. They, they took him from you. <laughs> yeah. But 88, 88 catches for 1,400 yards and seven touchdowns in his first year, that is amazing. Why won't it get better? He's only 21 years old, too. Why Why can't he get better? It, you, yeah, you still have Thielen on the other side. You have yeah. Irv Smith. You can run with Delvin Cook. I mean, he. I don't understand why his numbers would – diminish greatly like I, I think that he's going to have a good year can he repeat that that's you know we'll find out but i think he's gonna be a very solid top 10 wide receiver yep i agree all right number eight is michael thomas for us my eighth your ninth so he was lower in consensus ranks for a while and he i think i i didn't know i'm just checking now i didn't realize this but he has jumped up a little higher finally to number nine which I think is more. I think people are starting to realize. I mean, how ridiculously good was he two years ago? 
149 catches for 1,700 yards. Drew Brees, yes, was a lot of that. 100% Drew Brees was a lot of that. But you just don't catch 449 yards for 17 yards or 1,700 yards just because you're a quarterback. You have to no. be good. Last year, he got hurt. He only played seven games, 40 catches, 438 yards. He got hurt early in the year, and it just wasn't it wasn't the same. It If Jameis is the quarterback, I feel pretty good. And once again, it always comes down. But the Saints team, and I, I I do have him ranked at number nine because he's worth the shot. Yep. Because what if he could be the number one overall guy? He honestly could. Mm-hmm. If he didn't get hurt last year and he put up decent numbers, he would definitely be in my top three. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just what it would be. The the thing that is gonna I'm gonna keep coming back to, but when the when you talk about any Saints player, you are always gonna be wondering: Is Hill gonna be how how much is Hill gonna be playing? How much is he behind center? Is it Jameis? Even then, I love I love Thomas if Jameis is there. It does not mean he's gonna go back to what he did two years ago because Jameis will throw more you know yep. interceptions. He's not gonna be quite as accurate as Breeze was. So, but yes, Jameis, he is yeah. he is gonna be he could be a golden ticket. Because you might be able to get him at the bottom end of the, you know, first round of wide receivers, and he could be number one overall. But you just don't know yet. I mean, it's going to be very difficult. So you have I mean, to wait. It's very possible a Jameis Michael Thomas grouping wins you some stuff this year. If you oh. get Michael Thomas, obviously you don't have to get him in the first round. You you know get him later, and you don't have to get Jameis until like the very end. Oh, I know no one is really onto this one yet, but he is Jameis, one guy man. I just keep throwing on the, my oh, bench and being like, "Sucks, Jeff. Why are we? We're going to fight for him in a couple of leagues." Yeah, probably. Well, no, it's going to be funny too. I, I guarantee this is what's going to happen. One of us will get Jameis, and the other one it's will just be like, as like, ha ha, and then take Hill, t- 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 and then Hill will be the starter, and then we'll be like, oh no, no, no. I think well, yeah, it could be, but either way, I think we'll end up with. Feels like it's gonna be Jameis and uh, Ryan Tannehill will be our quarterbacks. Oh well, first of all, <laughs> shout out to Tannehill again. I, I'll take him all day. And yep. people keep doubting that guy. Yeah. Speaking of Tannehill, how about one of his receivers here? Number nine, AJ Brown. Uh, number ten for me, eight for you. He did go down in the consensus a little bit after Julio came on board. He's now seventh in the consensus, so we're slightly lower on him. AJ Brown is a really good player. I sometimes feel the hype gets a little little much with him. It actually, in a way. Not saying he's not he's not great. He is. They still are a run first team, and but they're a run first team. But when you get AJ Brown and Julio, I just don't know his numbers are going to increase like a huge amount from this. Seventy receptions, thousand yards, eleven touchdowns. That's still good. But he, I mean, look, we just talked about DK's numbers, Justin Jefferson's number. He's not there yet, but people put him there, yeah. so he's close. But. Tannehill's going to throw the ball to Julio a lot too. Not going to say this is gonna, doesn't lower him. He still could probably be better than this, but let's just—he's Wilder. He was like top three in these ranks. Yeah, and I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I I love his talent and everything, but yeah. it, you are capped by the type of offense you you run. He's amazing with Tannehill. He definitely made a huge jump from his rookie year to last year. Uh, I mean, he pretty much had the same amount of yards, even though he had, you know, 18 more catches. But the thing that is crazy about him and that kind of worries me is he is so incredibly good at the big plays. Like, that is how he's scoring all these touchdowns. But, you know, with only 52 receptions his rookie year, he had eight touchdowns. He averaged 20.2 yards per reception, which is a ridiculous number. Usually you're down around, like, I don't know, 12. And then last year he was the same thing, 15.4 with 11 touchdowns. So... The worry is, and I, I, this is why I actually really like Julio coming on board, because I think that you're, you know, right now you're like, okay, we throw everything at him, you know, if we stop him and we come somehow stop Derrick Henry, both of them, which seems impossible, mm-hmm. but we will have a very good chance of winning the game. You have Julio out there, and all of a sudden, 
Do you throw your number one on Julio? Do you throw your number one AJ? Someone is going to get open, and you don't have to have a lot of targets when you're as deadly as him. So this is why he's at the bottom of my top 10, because he's, he might be as talented as anyone on this board, but he's not going to get as many uh, targets as a lot of these guys. He's not going to get 140 targets. We just right. talked about Yeah, yeah. All right, so that that is going to be the thing. But he is a a great talent. It'll be really fun to watch him and Julio go. I actually think that is a very positive thing for him this year. All right, number 10, round out our top 10 here. Allen Robinson, my 11, your 10. He's, this is, to me, this is actually a little, he he is safe. Um, He possibly could have his best quarterback he's ever had, (laughs) Justin Fields. I don't know why that's going to play out. could also possibly have this worst quarterback. He, like, we don't know. We don't know. It's just we don't know the situation yet, but I think he's just – he's 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 good. I think he – I feel decent about him. He's played with bad quarterbacks, and he's been able to put up good numbers. What He's, he's had Blake Bortles, and he's had um, Mitch Trubisky in his life. <laughs> that's all he's had, yeah. and he's done very well. I, I don't think they're going to change the offense, and this is the no. number that matters. The last two years, because the, the first year in Chicago, he only played 12 games. The last two years, he's had over 150 targets each time. Yeah. If you throw him 150 targets, this guy is going to perform. And he's only had seven and six touchdowns with all of that work, uh, over 1,100 yards, over 1,200 yards. I mean, heaven forbid the touchdowns go up. I just don't feel you can go wrong here. I think he's incredibly safe to pick. Yep. All right, number, what am I, number 11. Uh, Keenan Allen comes in at number 11 for us. He's 11 for you, 12 for me. And again, here is where you just want safety. Keenan Allen is safe. So his last four years, starting in 2017, 102 catches, 97 catches, 104 catches, 100 catches. He had His yardage has gone down slightly this last year. It was 1,300, then 1,196, 1,199, 992. His touchdowns were 6668. Yeah. He's just consistent, good, but he's this is his best. Not, you know, Phillip Rivers was good, obviously, but I think Justin Herbert's even possibly could be better. He's better. I do worry in, in year two, especially I do worry about uh, Eckler coming back and taking away some of these targets. But once again, you know, if I'm going to mention it with Allen Robinson, I have to mention it with this guy. And what I absolutely love about it, even with Herbert, because he had uh, yeah. for the last four years, his targets, 159, 136, 149. And with Herbert missing three games, he had 147 yeah. targets. Yeah. Are you out of your mind? If he plays a full year, he's probably still hitting this number, even if Eckler takes some away. Once again, incredibly safe. Oh, 100. This and is especially for a, a well, PPR. Like and full, where he goes in these kind of like where he is ranked and stuff, you can get Keenan Allen possibly as your number two. Keenan Allen is your is your second receiver is is just awesome. Like yeah. that that I would love to have him as my number two. That you're you're in really good shape then. And where where did he? Yeah, and he came in at. 12th last yeah, year. Yeah, just so, he's just very. very and safe. he's actually consensus number 10 right now. So people are on board with Keenan Allen this year. All right, number 12 for us is Terry McLaurin. This is our probably biggest difference. My ninth year, 15th. So, okay, this actually, I'll be interested because he is a very good player. I just have a hard time putting a Washington wide receiver up there. I like, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to, is going to bring this out in him and be like better than what he's been dealing with for sure. So I, I really like having Ryan Fitzpatrick there with Terry McLaurin. So Terry McLaurin, okay. Rookie year, I thought it was a very impressive rookie year. I mean, for 58 catches, 919, seven touchdowns. It was a good start. Year two last year, 87 catches, 1,100 yards, only four touchdowns. If you look at his numbers compared to A.J. Brown, he gets more targets both of the years, more catches both of his years. It's the touchdowns. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick starts to change that. I think this offense is better. 
if you, you know, I guess I can't just say, oh, just take away the touchdowns. Don't worry about those. And I know it doesn't like work that way, but just if you just look at targets, receptions, yards, Terry McLaurin has been better than AJ Brown all three years. I think those touchdowns improve. And that's why I have Terry McLaurin one spot ahead of AJ Brown in my ranks. Okay. So, and I think Terry McLaurin just gets, I think he's been good for two years. Yes. Terry McLaurin has been on a bad team. And he's still putting up those numbers, I think, with a better quarterback. Second year, Antonio Gibson. They added, what, um, Curtis Samuel to that team, right? So there's a little more help with him. So I just, man, I'm um, Logan Thomas, good good tight end. I think they mm-hmm. have some good players. I am very interested in McLaurin. At, I, I have a hard time arguing with you because when you talk about talk about targets, that's the big thing. Yeah. They threw it to him 134 times last year. I think he missed a game. You know, and, and when you're talking about AJ Brown, that is the that's the worry, right? Mm-hmm. If you're capping out at a hundred targets, if a guy gets thrown to forty more times, you know, it, it very very easily can you get three, you know, three more touchdowns, and all of a sudden, yeah, Terry McLaurin is a better deal. Mm-hmm. So I do get it. All right, next up, let's go two players here: thirteen, fourteen, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. My uh, thir- they're my thirteen and fourteen. They're Godwin's your twelve, Evans is your seventeen. They are interesting. I I don't know how comfortable I feel here, but then again, I look at the players after, and I feel like they're in a better team, better offense, and they probably should be here, right? They, I just feel like they should. So it's, but I don't know how comfortable. I, I think I think after McLaurin for me, I'm not as comfortable to be honest. I think some of these guys, but just not quite as comfortable. Godwin was hurt a lot of last year. They were missed four games, but it still mm. affected them. 65 catches, 847 touchdowns. Evans had 70 for 1,013 touchdowns in 16 games. I don't 100% know what to expect because there's so many guys there. They got Antonio. I think the Antonio Brown factor is very interesting. I just don't know how that's going to play out. I, I don't know how much more of an impact he has. You know, he came on last year, you know, partway through the year. Does that change things? And it might. It really might. This is one I got to think about later on. I mean, these are the initial ranks. But I very well could drop actually both of these guys just just because of how many people there are around there. So I just don't have a good read on it, to be honest. I like both players, but I just don't have a great read on the situation for them. And you're not going to be alone. I I think that is what keeps me away. Who is actually number one in my mind? I think Godwin Mm -hmm. being healthy, assuming uh, he will be the number one overall wide receiver on that team. And then, you know, Mike Evans will be number two, but we – He's definitely the touchdown maker, but you wonder when everyone is healthy, it, you know, will he get 13 again? That is the most he's ever caught before. Brady is going to throw a lot of touchdowns, but Godwin could take a lot of those. You know, the Gronk really came on late, all this stuff. So Evans scares me a little more, uh, but one of these guys probably – here's the thing. The biggest worry is not the fact that you take a shot on one of them and say, yeah. I think he's going to be number one, which I would say Godwin. If someone wants to say Evans, okay. But the the worry is everyone cannibalizes everyone else. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, no one goes over seven touchdowns because there's 15 guys to throw to. That is a real worry because just between Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, and Godwin, not to mention all the tight ends they have, you know, they could each score seven. And you're looking at 21 already, not to mention, like, well, because here we go. We got, yeah, how many touchdowns can Tom Brady throw? You have Ed Evans and Godwin and Brown and Gronk and Brayton and OJ Howard coming back, and they drafted Jalen Darden. They still have Scotty Miller out there. Um, they just signed Gio Bernard, who you know is going to catch the ball a couple times. Like, that's a lot of guys. 
Mm-hmm. That's a lot of players they can throw the ball to. A lot of players. I mean, that's interesting. I mean, I'm thinking about those tight ends. You really think all three tight ends make the roster? That's a lot of them. It's hard to cut one of those guys. It is. Though. Those are good. Man, this is crazy. It, it's a lot of players to throw the ball yeah. to. So, uh, but it's, it, it makes it where I might have to rethink my rank and I actually have to drop them just because of my uncertainty. Yeah, and I get that. And that's why Chris Godwin, even though I think he'll be healthy this year and I think he's the best wide receiver on Tampa Bay, I still have him 12th mm-hmm. because I think that is me already putting into the idea of, you know, they're going to spread the ball out. So that's why he's 12 and then Mike Evans is 17. I think there's other players that will creep up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if my Tampa Bay love will, like, you know, these guys will go up anymore. I think it's more of like, they just shrink. They almost shrink each other. And all of a sudden yep. you see three, four Tampa Bay players all in like the top 30. <laughs> it could could happen. All right. Let's end this with one more player here in our top 15. Amari Cooper finds his way to 15 for us. My 17th, your 16th, but he makes his way to 15. Dang it. <laughs> yeah. So Amari Cooper. But, but okay. Oh, I'm, dang it, Amari. You know, okay. I'm thinking about this one. I'm thinking about Amari Cooper and how I feel like the narrative has completely changed to everyone loves CeeDee Lamb. Right, Ceedee Lamb. Okay, so now he's a, a value. Is that where you're going with this? Maybe. I mean, that's not wrong. So, but once again, that I, doesn't change. It's still Mari Cooper in this up and down nature. Yeah. But if you can get him as a later, you know, as a second receiver, but it's a little bit later maybe than before. It's not as bad. So last year, without Dak for much of the year, he still had 92 catches, 1100 yards, only five touchdowns. You think with Dak, that probably that increases. goes up. Yeah. I mean, well, we really, say that, like, but let's be honest. Like it, he's he's only had eight. In a long career, true, true. He's but only it, had eight. That's the most. Yeah, that's that's very true. But he's pretty much a lock for a thousand yards for you. Yeah. And I mean, eighty to ninety catches. It's just if you can get those touchdowns up a little bit. I I don't know. I mean, you, you, everyone here knows my Amari Cooper thoughts. If you've ever if you listened to the show over the years, I'm not the biggest. Haven't been the biggest fan. He is well, the did, creator of my most terrible fantasy football moment of my life. In whatever okay, year that was, what? where he went nuts. I have to say that I have to do this to you because, first of all, mm-hmm. we, we both have him ranked a little bit lower and he just happens to get yeah. on here. But I, yeah. I'm angry that he's in our top 15 only because your point is so valid. And I'm going to do this again. So yeah. even last year, I realized he had kind of a, a crap quarterback yeah. in the second half of the season. But even and before mm-hmm. that, the first four games, he was kind of going bonkers, even though yeah. he only caught one touchdown. But anyway, mm-hmm. when when? Oh, OK. Yeah, that was when Dak went down. Okay, even after that though, the he goes back to being incredibly unpredictable. Yeah, that's that's what he's been in. Like after Dak, yeah. Dak when Dak was going crazy, who would have been the number one quarterback? Dak got hurt in his fifth game. Who knows? Who knows if that actually goes anywhere? The first one he had ten catch, ten for eighty one, six for a hundred, nine for eighty six, twelve for one thirty four, and a touchdown. And then all of a sudden, Dak is gone. So I mean, those four games with Dak, man, they're pretty... ridiculous. But that was also before CD Lamb really got man. Am I talking his myself feet wet? Amari Cooper. But after that, it, it goes back, and this was when CD Lamb started doing better as well. You have worse quarterbacks, obviously. But two for twenty-three, seven for seventy-nine touchdowns, seven for eighty, one for five, five for sixty-seven, six for eighty-one, six for one twelve in a touchdown, five for forty-three in a touchdown, four for fifty-one touchdown, two for ten, four for one twenty-one, six for forty-one. So. It lot a lot better than it was before, but yeah. still scares me, especially with C D Lamb coming around. You still have Gallup. But this, this do you do you try to establish the run at all? I don't know. This is where it depends on where Amari Cooper starts falling. Does he fall behind 
CD Lamp. Actually, funny thing is I ranked CD Lamp 16 and Amari 17. So I did have CD Lamp ahead of him by one spot. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. So, but do, do some of these guys start going ahead of Amari? Is it CD Lamb? Go ahead of him. Robert Woods, go ahead of him. Kenny Galladay, Julio, DJ Moore. Those kind of guys. Do they go ahead of him and Amari just slightly drops? Because he's just not that. Okay, I'll, I'll give you this. I like I I have him 16th. And yep. I do believe him there. I, I don't mm-hmm. – I just – he he feels so boring to talk about in the top fifteen. But that's what I'm that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like I think that's that might be where all of a sudden this is how fantasy football works. Where all of a sudden Amari Cooper could become a value because he's become boring. Yeah, and which everyone's going to want to get CD Lamb. Instead. You want the you want the you know the new thing, and maybe Amari Cooper all of a sudden becomes a value. Yeah, I, it, I mean, it, I, I could. See I it. can't believe I could possibly talk myself into Mark Cooper, but hey, you know what? If, if it's happening, there's slightly. a lot that has to fall into place, right? First of all, the defense has to be still very bad. It looks like they've accomplished that. <laughs> uh, Dak has to be back to where he was. Yeah, I mean, that's a very true thing. And I have Dak as my number three quarterback, so obviously, yeah, I and I, I do not. I, <laughs> and he looks like he's running around like yeah. he's relatively healthy. That's great, but it's a lot different from being healthy to being sharp and not being gun shy and all that good yeah. stuff. And CD Lamb pretty much has to, he could, like, uh, Amari could still be very good, but CD Lamb still has to be technically the number two if we think Amari is going to be here. Yep. All right. There we go. Top 15. So I just want to see is there any guy. Yeah. I was going to say later there's a couple on, I have to ask you. Yeah. Is there any guy later on that you just really are, this is my guy, one of my guys this year that's not in the top 15? Mm. Do you have anybody that's like, yeah, this is this is my guy I'm going. If it was last year, it would have been Diggs for us and Jefferson. They were way yeah. back there. Do we have that kind of guy this year? Um, I have a couple in mind, to be honest. So I, I was going to say, I uh, well, first of all, I think I'm, I'm probably higher on T. Higgins. Okay, so yeah, T. Higgins, T. Higgins is going to be one of my guys. I mean, I've said it a lot yeah. already, but Chase is going to be probably more sought after than he is. He was quietly on a bad team. Burrow will be back. I think a lot is really going in his direction. I like T. Higgins a lot, and you can get him at a at a – at a good cost right now. So I, he would probably be number one. Who Who's someone that comes For to your mind? Me, uh, probably Deontay Johnson. It's one That's, of mine. I like that one 88 too. catches last year, 144 targets last year. <laughs> the yardage isn't there yet, but... Okay, we can do a whole podcast yeah. on, and we, uh, on. Oh, I think we're just gonna yeah. some some value receivers. Some well, players. well, that too. But I think uh, we could do a whole podcast on Steelers. Oh, we series. probably could. It might be a good. This idea. is gonna be the <laughs> most confusing thing for a lot of people, yeah. right? Because Deontay Johnson is a true talent. He's great. Uh, Chase Claypool, I was a big fan of last year. He definitely showed, yeah. and he's gonna be the one everyone's like. He has the most potential. Mm-hmm. And then we have Juju, who's only a couple years away from being one of the top ten wide receivers. He's interesting. He's yeah. still there. He still has Big Ben. And now people aren't keying on him. So does he become a thing? All these guys are kind of just jumbled up here. If and no one's gonna like, where do you have them ranked right now? Did you go? Do you oh, go yeah, fully I mean, that deep? Yeah, I think I did here. Okay, because all mine are just so crammed together at the moment. I had Deontay Johnson at twenty-one mm-hmm. actually, so I have have him higher. Claypool is thirty, and Juju's thirty-one. So you okay? Have, yeah, yeah. So you have Deontay Johnson twenty five. It looks like Chase. I think in Chase Claypool, and then thirty one, and then 32. Juju thirty two. So you both you have those two each one spotted with yeah. Deontay slightly. So ahead. we're yeah. we're kind of in the same area. We think Deontay is yeah. probably safest. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like Deontay Johnson. I I just yeah I think yeah. that's a good Deontay Johnson is my pick to break out. I guess the only reason why there could be hesitation obviously is the, the other mouse to feed. So we'll yeah. see how that plays out. The, and other guys that I'm interested in, I don't have another guarantee. Like I feel like last mm-hmm. year, I'm just not there quite yet. Last year, I, I was very clear on like, you know, Justin Jefferson's like a clear-cut winner for me. Yeah. This is this and this. Um, the other guys that I'm just kind of interested in that I'm watching right now that I think are names that you can get really late. Um, first of all, there are a lot of like second, third-year guys or just mm-hmm. finally got a little more opportunity. I know we you would bring him up as well, but Darnell Mooney mm-hmm. of Chicago, yep. I think if – 
if the quarterback works out the way we think it could, Darnell Mooney is going to like yeah. be a steal. He oh, is yeah. a real talent. He's I truly believe that. Currently, fifty fourth consensus, right behind Cole Beasley and T Y Hilton. Yeah, like, like all day. I'm gonna take. Sh- yeah, shouldn't should not happen. So I, I love Darnell Mooney. Uh, McCole Hardman, I'm yeah. still holding out hope that he turns into uh, a guy, especially with Watkins going to Baltimore. Watkins is kind of another one. I know that this is more of your guy. Watkins, but. Watkins is interesting. It's just he he is he is just no cost anymore. Yeah, exactly. He's 79th in consensus. 79th. I mean, does it hurt you to throw Sammy Watkins as your literal last round pick? I don't think it hurts you because you're not going to find more talent down there than Sammy Watkins. The guy. It just never all worked out, but the talent, I think, was always there. Something just – injuries a lot of times are what caused it. Sammy Watkins is going to be interesting, though. We'll see how that plays out. I might just throw him on the end of my bench one time. Yeah. McCole Hardman, like you mentioned. I like Mc, – McCole Hardman's interesting because he – first year it was just all, you know, big plays. It changed a little bit last year, but now – you don't have Watkins there. I mean, who the, he he's going to be if, probably a if, bigger part of the offense. I'm pretty sure Robinson is there one more year. Yeah, I, if he and, beats out Robinson and he is the number two, like if he really asserts himself this year, that's well, a game changer. And he's he's only 23 years old. Oh, and he's insanely fast. I mean, you can do the almost the same yeah. things you do with Tyreek Hill. You can do with him. Can you imagine having both of them at full speed? Oh my, it's I mean, impossible. Not to everyone guard him. breaks out year one or year two. This is like yeah. the used to be the three year thing. Here we go. Let's see and, what happens. And here. he's a, a a smaller guy. He's insanely fast for mm-hmm. a reason. He's smaller. All yep. right. Yep. He's not quite as built as say Tyreek or something. Yep. So I think he needed the the extra time. He didn't go to as big of a school. So yep. Um. The and I do want to mention two more guys that I think are very interesting. Uh, you always, first of all, you're looking for uh, for places that will desperately need to fill targets. Mm-hmm. So number one, we we talk about the Lions. We could do that. I don't know who to pick yet, to be quite honest. Is it Brashad Perriman? Is it Tyrell Williams? Is it Mon St. Right. <laughs> we don't know. So that's an interesting situation we're going to watch. Uh, another one is the Jets, which I actually am starting to fall more and more in love with the rookie Elijah Moore. I think on that team. Once again, is very is dictated by how well yeah, the so quarterback does. Elijah Moore is interesting. He's seventy fourth right now. Um, he's the third of the the receivers. Denzel Mims is sixty eight, and Corey Davis finds himself currently. I just had him and I lost him. Forty uh, second. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting because honestly, I could I could see any one of those guys somehow making being the guy. People are kind of out on Denzel Mims already, but, I mean, who knows? We haven't seen him play. Yeah, you haven't, I mean, you haven't had a chance Any yet. of those guys could be, like, any of the ones we just talked about, Yeah, they could be in the top 30 for sure. They could be in the top 20, and then you you have an absolute steal. Yep. And then I'm I'm kind of still interested in LaVisca Chenault for the Jaguars. I just don't know how they're going to use him, what this offense is going to do with him. He's yep. an interesting player. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. He's just gonna, I'm going to keep him on my radar. And then uh, the rookies are always going to be interesting. I, I don't like the rookies when they go too high. But Waddle is at 51 right now. Mm-hmm. There's not much risk there. Devontae Smith's higher at 40. It makes it where it's a little bit more he of a interests me more than Waddle. Yeah, Jamar Chase is 27th. I'm probably not going there necessarily. I, I do like him, but I, I would rather get T. Higgins. Yeah, Smith at 40s, that's not, you're not risking pretty really anything to get him. But Waddle as a later round guy, that's, that's, I take those kind of chances all day. Okay. And this is, not stealing from you, but yeah. I feel like this is something you would do because yeah. this man is from Michigan and you're talking about rookies. <laughs> I keep going back to Houston and figuring out how can I salvage some of this crap team. If Watson gets to play, because we don't know anything yet, yeah. all of a sudden, one wide receiver has to do well, right? They already got rid of a lot of people. And Nico Collins 
is a very tall, athletic wide receiver that never really yeah. put it all together in Michigan. I know he, Craig is he, a huge would, U of M fan. He'd become interesting because ahead of him would be Brandon Cooks, who never can seem to stay healthy. Brandon Cooks would be interesting, but even he's the number but, one. Fine, and then Randall Cobb, who again, can he's, yeah, yeah. I don't think Randall, Randall Cobb's not anything he's like old. Randall Cobb used to be. It's not even yeah. Close. And he, he was a talented player. I don't mean a bag on yeah. him, but like. Uh, come on, Nico be, can become interesting. He really can. I just that is Deshaun Watson. Oh, is a it, different story. Like that's going to be like well, so it's if a he mess. plays, he's going to be a steal of a draft probably. Yes, like for he's people, he's so. an it's an insane mess. But yeah. Nico Collins will never be a name. A lot of people are are yelling because first of all they have to figure all that out. But you look at that wide receiving core, it is ugly. It is really ugly right now. And if you have another quarterback throwing to him, you know, kind of just forget about it. Like Brandon Cooks would be probably a good mm-hmm. later pick. But if Watson is there, all of a sudden I'm looking for upside. And right now, Nico Collins is 105th. Yeah. Are you kidding me? He's taking right for the last one. Donovan Peoples Jones. Yeah. Well, first of all, he's <laughs> in Cleveland. He's never playing. <laughs> I, I know people like him too, but no. It's some Michigan receivers. But yeah, he's that whole situation is interesting. I don't even know what to do with the Texans. So, all right. There we go. There's wide receiver talk. Oh, oh, oh so yeah, sorry. Yeah, we got one more. One more. I have to. I, yeah, I, I, what do we these, got? I can never do these very short. The <laughs> only other guy I have to, well, actually two. Two and then I will be done. Um, I have to know where you put Robert Woods, and I have to know where you put Adam Thielen. So uh, 20 and 22. Woods is 20. Thielen's 22 for me right now. Okay, Thielen is kind of surprising me. He's not higher. Oh, so you should see where he's actually in the consensus. Let me pull consensus back up here. Okay. Uh, I think I'm actually high on him in consensus. Uh, let me see. I think, but that becomes an interesting value. I feel like at times. Oh, I just had a little bit ago, but I was looking, and Thielen definitely was uh, dropping, or maybe not. No, he's back. He's at twenty, so he is up. To, he is at twenty okay. right now. So, but that's still lower than what um, he had been before. So, I don't know. I don't know. I just here's a crazy thing. Um, Adam Thielen, first of all, at half point PPR, finished last year the eighth best wide receiver. So he's probably under. I probably have and right probably now everyone's saying, "Oh, Justin Jefferson took over." He was sixth. Yeah, sixth and eighth. You were running the ball heavy. I don't think anything is going to change. So if he and once again, and he missed a game too. So he just seems like right now in a lot of drafts you can get him at your as your third wide receiver. Take him every time. Mm-hmm. Take him every time. Like that is one guy that's being yeah. underutilized right now. Well, and then um, actually in that fantasy football throne league, I'm doing Adam Thielen is my third receiver. Oh my god, I and love it. So AJ Brown's one, Kenny Galladay's two, and. Um, Thielen's three, or you could say you can go either. However you want. I would say, Gale yeah. And well, you, can, you got you him as your number around. three, which is amazing. Yeah, you could switch. I got him. At, I got him at the turn together, so and, I got him at the same spot. And Robert Woods and and L.A. Rams in general. How do you see that coming out? I, I like Stafford more. I, Robert um, Woods has always overperformed. I have to get over my uh, some blind I, hate I have for him. I um, I I don't know. I just don't. I I don't. I just I uh, <laughs> I don't have the words right now. Um. Something about the Rams and Stafford, just I don't. I don't oh, think oh, okay. You're just, holding. I'm just him. kind of like gotcha. slightly heartbroken. Do, um, yeah. And do you think Woods will be the number one wide receiver, or do you think Cup I think Woods? Would? I think okay. Woods would be. I have him ranked I'm 14 slightly, because he just. I'm just slightly hurt yet. It's it's it, the wound is still fresh. I'm telling yeah. you, it's just uh, it's yeah. just there. We're trying to we're trying to you know rebound with Jared Goff, but you know it's just a rebound. It's just a thing. Right. Your old man is calling other people. You don't like it. Yeah, I mean Goff's not. He's not. He's not a long. I mean, I understand thing. he doesn't want to be with us, but like, do we have to watch him with other people? <laughs> and we have their first round pick, so we want them to suck. Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, it's just it's still a little. I would be happy for Stafford if they do well and they were to win, but it would definitely hurt. It would definitely hurt. Dude, I don't know. You can. 
It would hurt. Sounds so much like you're talking about an ex. <laughs> it would hurt, man. It would hurt. I know. I, I feel you. See, at least when like Verlander for the Tiger, when Verlander won his, his World Series, it was like at least a year or so removed. No, no, it's so funny. I'm pretty sure we've ended a podcast yeah. like this before. Yeah. Like this is deja vu. Yeah. Every time we go down this road, we just think about all the bad things that have yeah. happened and how many good players. Also, we have to watch Middleton. Oh, Can God. we just talk about that for a moment? The Bucks, D- Detroit drafted Middleton. Traded him for Brandon Jennings. Good job, Detroit. Finally, I think that's all. The finally, Cade Cunningham. Yes, I feel uh, good for once in my life. Once in my life, we won a title in 04 and six straight Eastern Conference finals. We should have won. We should have won. So I, I shouldn't be. Uh, so I mean, we had the two thousands as Detroit sports fans. We were pretty good yeah. with the Pistons and the Red Wings and the Tigers. Oh my, we're all paying for it now. Yeah, well, you got to rebuild at some point. <laughs> Just in general, I even mean, had Michigan back then. They were good in, in football. I know. Michigan State was good for you. We had it all. Except for the Lions. We never really had the Lions. But <laughs> but we cheered for them. We had Scotty Mitchell. We did have a 2011 playoff game and 2014 playoff I think game. it all started going wrong when we drafted Harrington. <laughs> Joe Harrington. Anyway. But anyway, that, all right, the wide it. receivers are very interesting this year. They are. So, all right, that'll do it. Next week, we'll, um, we'll talk tight ends. End up our early ranks for 2021. Talk to you guys next time.